seriously. What's going on? And welcome into your favorite podcast in the world. And this time it's the Seattle Super Podcast. I episode say 11. Super Sonic. No, you say pod. Podcast. Super Podcast. Super Podcast. That was good, huh? You didn't expect that. No, I was you, you notice how I was like looking down like I was depressed and I wasn't going to say anything. And then, boom. I did, did not, was not thinking you were depressed over that. It's kind of a deep thought. Like, oh man, his head's down. He is depressed. I was actually only, the, 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 I was in deep thought. How can I annoy Sammy at the beginning of his intro? Episode 11, we talked Seahawks. We talked UW, Wazoo, and the Mariners. And George, you know what we did today for the first time in a long time? Um, no, I don't know because this is, We've already done this. We live streamed. Actually, we <laughs> always do the intro. Already, I've already done. I know. But I just think it's funny. I'm just bugging you right now. It's not bugging me. It's just saying saying things that make no sense doesn't bug me. It's just like I have nothing to say. Uh, we live streamed. So if you want to watch this live streamed, you can follow us on at Sant Seattle on Facebook and on Periscope. You can follow us on Instagram too. But. That's where we'll live stream these episodes. And then, so you'll hear in the beginning, there's a little bit of like, oh, we're about to go live because we're trying to figure it out still. What we're redoing, you know, we haven't done it in a while. So if you want to watch it live, check out announcements on Twitter, Instagram, a bunch of places of when we're going to go live. And you can comment in and we'll answer it. Absolutely. It's an amazing deal. Um, Please enjoy the Seahawks tomorrow because it's going to be a nice win. I think they'll get that dub. Get that dub. And it's not tomorrow. So actually, it's actually Thursday. Yeah, yeah. I know. And I'm, I'm a little combobulated right now. But you could be listening to this on Wednesday, and it would be tomorrow. Very true. Anyways, enough of our blabbering. Uh, follow us at sonsports.com. That's S-O-N-T sports.com. And uh, like, subscribe, and share this pod. And we'll be back um, next week with another Seattle Super Pod. In the meantime, enjoy the podcast. And this is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Read All right, we should be live on Facebook, which we are great. We are live on Facebook here, um, and we're just waiting for our Twitter feed. And our Twitter will be live any second now, but if for some reason... uh, All right. It's okay, he's got the volume on. All right, looks like we're good here. We are live on Facebook, and... uh, about to be live on Twitter and getting get this thing going. All right. Um, yeah. For some reason, I cannot cut paste what I wrote on Twitter. Look at that. I'm trying to. It's all right. Just rewrite it. Um, all right. Well, for those that don't know, we are. Uh, this is the Seattle Superpod. Uh, we have our that being said podcast, but now we're gonna start doing our uh, Seattle podcast once a week live. We used to do it live all the time now we're going back to some live podcasts and this is episode 11 of the seattle super pod i'm going to go through some of the stuff that we're talking today which is going to be uh the seahawks last game in arizona the seahawks upcoming game that will be in at home thursday against the rams we're going to be talking a little bit of UW football and wazoo football um from the past weekend and moving forward and the end of the mariner season so uh Tune in, ask questions. We are going to be answering live questions 
uh, throughout the feed. Whenever you ask a question, we'll answer it. Um, or if you just want to say hi, we'll answer that too. So please go ahead and comment in. We're in the middle of watching the MLB playoffs as well. Uh, George is getting the feed going on Periscope, and then we will get started. So stick with us for one moment, and uh, we will get this thing rolling. All right. And I'm just going to do something here, and we'll get this thing rolling. Hopefully everyone's having a great Tuesday. Exciting that the Seahawks are playing this week on a um, on a weekday game. It's a little different, but it is exciting. Um, I truly enjoy it. And for those who are listening on our podcast, on the actual recorded version, which you can find, just look up that being said podcast um, anywhere, iTunes, Spotify, etc. We are going to go live when we do these. So if you want to watch it live, we'll make announcements on our social media before we go live. And uh, it will be found at Sont Seattle. That's S-O-N-T Seattle on Periscope and on Facebook. And you can follow us on Instagram as well. But we'll announce everywhere that we are going to be going live. Sounds great. And I Welcome think in. Who I'm, I am here. The Periscope changed up their features a little bit, so I wasn't used to that. It happens. Yeah, it's all good. What's going on, man? Not much. Uh, I'm Sammy, by the way. And I'm George, and we're coming at you live and direct from the Sun Hub. All right, episode 11. Um, so, exciting time. Let's do this. We're starting with the Seahawks game, correct? We are yes. starting with the Seattle Seahawks game. A uh, nice easy win. One of those games where you know not not too much drama against the Arizona Cardinals, which is always you know a nice thing when you're um, you got a big game coming up the week after, and especially after a bad loss. Yeah, it's nice to kind of go in there, get a smooth win, and look uh, solid doing it. Maybe versus well, one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah, which at the same time, I thought it was a good win because regardless of how good or bad they are, I thought it was finally nice to see the Seahawks go in and actually get a win that was not a close game, right? You know, we had a win against a bad team in the Bengals earlier this season, and that was also a game where we had to watch it go down to the wire. We we watched the Seahawks take a slight, not a slight, a pretty bad step against the Saints at home but it was good to see them go against an inferior team kind of put the pedal to the metal you know and finish the game the way it should be finished so i thought that was really encouraging to see because you could see that we aren't you know a lower tier team we separated ourselves from teams like arizona yeah and i mean we we set we're setting ourselves up for a really successful season i mean i you lose that game against new orleans in hindsight now it doesn't look that bad after new orleans went you know and took care of business again well not took care of business kind of surprised people and went and beat dallas um you know we've talked about this before in the past we should be probably what four and oh now if it wasn't for three plays in that one game and hopefully it doesn't come back to haunt us because of this division you now got the 40 49ers undefeated the rams with one loss and us with one loss i mean you Potentially, there could be two wild cards coming out of this division. Yeah, but I think the beauty of it, while we did kind of shoot ourselves in the home foot with the Saints loss, right? Because the fumble and the punt return for a touchdown, which could, like you said, be a problem division. At the end of the day, though, it wasn't a divisional loss. And at the end of the day, we're going to probably control our own destiny within the division. I mean, if you beat the Rams this week, you're controlling your own destiny. On top of that, 
I mean, you That's go a great through, point. You go through most power rankings. You know who's still ahead of the 49ers? The Seahawks and the Rams. Because the 49ers have beat nobody this year. And, and they bo- we, we should be. Yeah, and the Seahawks are st- and the Rams are both still better teams than the Niners. I think when it comes down to it, if there was a very meaningful game, Seattle versus 49ers, I'd probably trust Seattle a little more. Yeah. Um, so right now I'm kind of, you know, that Saints game sucks, but we're also saying that that Saints team might be um, not, you know, that, they, not, that might be not a top bad. five defense in the NFL, and I mean their special teams played fantastically now two weeks in a row. Um, I guess was there any major takeaways you took out of this game? Uh, I, I didn't. There's it's kind of hard sometimes in a game like that where you expect to win and you win kind of in a boring, non spectacular fashion, but easy fashion for you to not really take away anything from the game and just say, all right, well, I'm just glad. We went through the game, no major injuries, and we can go play the forty-nine. Uh, sorry, the Rams on a short week, and that's what I take away, I guess, from the game. Is thankfully it wasn't one of those games where we had to grind it out and then go on a short week and play uh, against the Rams. That would be my first plus, and then you can look into a couple other things at a, at a minimal scale, which is the defense continue to play well, not yes. giving up many points. That's a positive. I think another positive. Uh, Put out some stats today on Sant Seattle on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, which everyone see. I think there's a couple of things offensively that are great to see, which was uh, one of them was, uh, what was it? Will Disley has, I think, four touchdowns in his first eight games, which is, which is the most for a, a tight end in his first eight games since the AFL-NFL merger. That's a big plus, obviously, right? Um, especially given the fact that you know, we didn't have Jimmy. Gra- Jimmy Graham didn't necessarily become that successful in Seattle right. as we wanted. Nick Vanette, who we just traded, didn't become that successful as we wanted. Well, Disley looks like a guy that's looking like a reliable tight end, especially after losing guys like you lost guys like uh, Doug Baldwin, mm-hmm. and that's you know really important to to have somebody that's a. Uh, reliable on top of that chris carson broke 21 broke or missed 21 tackles uh that's on sunday that's a pretty good number 18 on runs three of them on catches that is huge for seattle to have the run game because chris carson had not been there for most of the year previous to that absolutely um having the run game good we uh, i don't know is rashad penny gonna be back for this uh, rams game or is that still up in the air I believe he was not practicing, but I also saw Dwayne Brown is not practicing, which could be a slight issue. It would be a slight issue against the Rams' uh, defensive line. But then again, the Rams are supposed to be one of the better defenses in the NFL. They're supposed to be stacked on defense, and we saw what the Tampa Bay Rays were able to do to them. So I wouldn't coming into here in the Seattle. We could definitely put up some points on. I mean, that's kind of what I want to see, kind of shifting a little bit of focus, I guess, into the Rams game. And that's what I want to see out of the Seahawks during the Rams game. I want to see our offense really, really click finally. I, I feel like our offense hasn't clicked yet this season. And even against the Cardinals last week, yeah, we scored, I think, what, 28 points? But they're kind of clunky 28 points. I don't feel like this offense has found a rhythm yet, even though Russell Wilson is playing lights out. And you, as we saw, you told me today, he's the only, he, if it wasn't for a Chris Carson fumble, that which was they gave it to Russell Wilson, him he'd be, with along with Marcus Mariota, the only two quarterbacks in the NFL not to throw an interception or lose a fumble. Or have, why don't I just say this? Not to have any turnovers. Yep. And... 
there's a different reason why Marcus Mariota doesn't turn over the ball than Russell Wilson because they, they, the, the Titans aren't asking Marcus Mariota to do what Russell Wilson does. Yeah, Russell Wilson just is actually that good that he yeah. hasn't thrown a pick or had a fumble. Um, I think the offense did click against uh, – actually, the offense has kind of been clicking. Um, if you look at – even against the Bengals, put up 20-something points. Against the Saints, the offense was fine. In reality, it came down to other things against the Saints, which was little fumbles, fumbles by Carson, which didn't really mean the offense wasn't clicking. Right. It was just kind of mistakes. The like defensive issues that we had in certain parts of the game, the punt return. I think the offense has been clicking, but I think what I would agree with you on is rather than wanting to just see it click against a team like the Cardinals, I'd love to see it click against a team in L.A. who give up 55 points to Jameis Winston and the Bucks. If he can do that, I'd like to see the Seahawks be able to put up 30-something as well, yep. which would be a little bit of an encouraging sign because there's obviously some holes now in that Rams defense, mm-hmm. and I think it'd be great to see the Seahawks take advantage of that as well. But I think the offense in total has been pretty fine and clicking the way I'd like to see. You got some big passes to Tyler Lockett, to Will Disley, and now Chris Carson's running well. I like where it's going, and it, it obviously changed this week compared to the run up the middle every single time yeah, that we no, had the I, first three weeks. I, I, absolutely. And, um, yeah, I, I think we're going to be able to put up points against the Rams. We got. Mar- I think Marcus Peters is going to be out for the game. I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything about that after seeing, seeing that hit against uh, the Buccaneers at the end of a game where he looked like he obviously suffered a concussion. I'd be surprised if he was passing protocol and ready to play this week. He's expected to play. Okay, well, that's a surprising short week. Uh, Mark Shea expected to play Thursday after clearing concussion test. Well, good for him. Uh, so, Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game, and uh, I think we should be able – it seems like Goff hasn't really been comfortable this season so far. I think we should be able to put some pressure on Goff. We should be able to get to him quite a bit, make him, you know, force some throws. I know he had 500-plus yards, but there was the least good 500-plus yards I've ever seen in football last week. And overall, I think with this defensive home crowd, I think we know the home crowd is going to show up for this game. Yeah, it's uh, especially the way we got. I wouldn't. I don't want to say embarrassed, but it was an embarrassing loss at the time against the Saints. Mm-hmm. You know, little did we know they would go on and beat the Cowboys as well. But at the time, it was a slightly embarrassing loss against the Saints. So, given that, I think the crowd's going to come out really well. Of course, as always, um, and. You're going to have the Seahawks coming out really wanting to mm-hmm. to make up for that loss against the Saints. And, you know, they're going to be hyped. The Thursday night game, we got the lime green jerseys, which I really like, actually. I know. Um, and the color rush. Yeah, I think they're really cool. The color rush jerseys I, I, are coming I, I, out. I agree with you. I, and you know me. I'm usually like, no, I like the classic stuff. No, I love these. The ones. lime greens, it's because it's lime green. It's a little extra cool. You know, it's a little different than most people have. Um I think it's going to be a really good game against the Rams. I think the crowd's going to be out in full force. I remember you telling me about what you listen on Seattle Sports Radio. Is they blame the crowd for the New Orleans loss, which is the funniest thing I've ever heard because I didn't know the crowd could tackle the punt return for yeah. a touchdown. And I didn't know the crowd being a little quieter could force Carson to fumble and get a return for a touchdown. And the crowd probably wasn't much quieter because the crowd in Seattle is usually pretty mm-hmm. damn good. Well, maybe they got quieter after they're losing to the Saints and Teddy Bridgewater, but that's the team's fault, not the crowd's yeah, fault. Not the crowd's issue. I um, I think they're really gonna come out looking for a strong win. I mean, it's it's after that loss to the Saints, they're really trying to make it up at home. Yeah. And I think the Seahawks are a little bit of a better team than the Rams right now. 
Um, I think so too, and this is I think this is gonna kind of be like the beginning of. That's not like the downfall; like they're gonna like be gone forever. But I kind of feel like this is the beginning of like the cycle where you start talking about Rams and Super Bowl hangover after a three and zero start, where they just don't look like a team, the same team that they were last year, because they haven't looked like the same team they were last year. Yeah, I mean, who did we play week two again? The Seahawks, yeah. It was Bengals. Because I'm trying to think if we've played a really good quarterback yet. My God, Cardinals, Saints, Bengals, Steelers, Steelers, and Roethlisberger left the game and halfway. Yeah, so I mean, Goff is the best quarterback we've played so far this season, but and that's not saying that much. We we've been kind of fortunate with the quarterbacks we've been matched up against, and we should take advantage of it here. He has been a little Andy Daltonish this year. Yeah, he has been. <laughs> So we'll find out if he's the best quarterback we face this year. I think uh, he is obviously, but he hasn't been playing like. It doesn't it. mean he's gonna be. Uh, doesn't mean he's gonna ha- play the best of any quarterback has this year. Yeah. He's probably the most Dalton talented. Actually played really well. Yeah, Dalton played great against. Us. Um, and you know the thing with that Rams team, not to go too deep into the Rams, obviously, but we are playing them, right? You know, we talk about the. That Super- is who we're playing against. Yeah, we're talking about the Super Bowl hangover and whatnot, and also. There, we've talked about this. Todd Gurley's a little different this year. Right. He doesn't look the same. When you make a Super Bowl, you lose coordinator sometimes. You lose key players that you can't afford to pay anymore because they get better contracts. So while the Seahawks maybe have, you know, the Seahawks have been making key signings, while the Rams have probably the last year or two have been losing some guys right. to bigger contracts, I think the Seahawks I, last year, the Rams were obviously a better football team than the Seahawks, but I think they might have taken a little step ahead of them um, during this offseason. And I'm really excited to find out because, I mean, you lose this game at home to the Rams, you really are putting yourself two games behind in the division now. One yeah. to the Rams plus the tiebreaker and two games behind the 49ers. So this is a must win, as crazy as it sounds, five games in the yeah, season. Yeah, it's a must win if you want to win. The, well, not must win, but it's a very important game if you want to win the division. Yeah. And if you, I mean, sometimes for me, it is must wins when you really want to, you want to be able to, to have somewhat of a lead at some point in the season. You can't go the whole season trailing and end up winning a division. It's really hard to do. Right. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I have the Seahawks winning this game. I don't know what the spread on the game was well, for betting folks. Well, I can uh, I can find that out for you pretty quickly here. That's what I don't know how many betting folks we have here, but uh, we like to talk spreads. We like to talk sports gambling, and we do have a comment. From our good friend, Devin Mark. What up, Devin? Devin hasn't seen us live in ages probably, but we're going to start going live on a, a lot of different things. So stay tuned, Devin. We're going to be going live on the regular Sant page too. For those that don't know, just go to Sports on Tap or go to Facebook.com slash Sports. We're going to go live about all sports, national sports, etc. cetera. Uh, but appreciate you tuning into this one. He said, like that Timberwolves lime green. Oh, yeah. It is, it is kind of a little Timberwolvesy. They have those lime green ones. Yeah, from this year. I, I do like them. Man, almost basketball season, pretty exciting. I wish we had our Sonics. So that had been, that'd been would have been nice. <laughs> what a time! Um, the Seattle Seahawks are favored by one and a half, which means oh. Vegas is saying the Rams are a better football yeah. team. Correct. Well, at first it opened at Rams minus one and a half. So they're saying the Rams are much better. Yeah, but I think it. Dep- I don't know when that line set. Maybe it was set before Sunday when they saw like James just tear them up and. They're like, hey, Russell can probably tear this team up too. It's kind of weird. The Rams are now two and zero away, and one and one at home. And the Seahawks are two and zero away and one and one at home. Let's make it two and one. Let's make it two and one. I think we're going to as well. If I was, 
I, I kind of have a I, this is just a gut feeling here and I'm for those who are new to the Seattle Superpod I am not much of a homer <laughs> I try I, unless it's the Washington Huskies which we'll get to here next and then I'm a big homer I say, yeah. um, but I actually think the Seahawks kind of blow them out I'm not going to go as far as say as blow out but I like the bull prediction I'm going with 27 21. Oh, okay. So yeah. uh, should I go with a number two then? Yeah, if you feel like it. 34-14 Seattle. I like that. Yeah. I, actually, I, I feel very comfortable with this game for some reason. I just didn't like what I saw out of a Rams. I don't like the Super Bowl hangover. And you know what, man? I know Sean McVay, boy genius, best coach in history of NFL. But I think Pete Carroll can coach too. Yeah. He's better coach than Sean McVay. I agree with you. his career. All right. Well, that's all I got on the Seahawks, personally. Yeah, same here. It's going to be a fun game on uh, Thursday. And actually, I have one more thing. All right. Russell Wilson, sneakily the second-best quarterback in the NFL right now after Patrick Mahomes. I would have him second in my MVP voting. Um, if you look at the numbers really correctly. It's, uh, we don't count Jameis as one of like the tops, right? Because like, he's just on a league by his own. There's George. <laughs> this guy is obsessed with Jameis Winston. Um, yeah, actually, I, I, if I'm going to go out on a limb here, yeah, I think Russ has been the second-best quarterback in the NFL this year. Um, Patrick Mahomes obviously is the best, and I don't think it's any – it's close. It's kind of, I don't think we've had a, this big of a gap between – one in the next quarterback in a long time. I don't think it's that big of a gap, but I think there's a pretty big gap between like one, two, three really good quarterbacks and like the rest of the NFL is like, wow, it's pretty there's a lot of good but not great quarterbacks. Yeah. A couple comments from Devin Mark. We'll move on to uh, uh college football weekend and then right. we'll finish off with some Mariners. Um Devin Mark was coming in saying, feels good to hear your, y'all's voices. Basketball season coming up, and I see Seattle in the rebuild stage here soon. He has the Rams winning 32-24. to 24. Wow. Well, I hope you're wrong. Go Seahawks. Yeah. We love you. Yeah, we miss you a bit. <laughs> hope it's, uh, you know, hope it's the Seahawks winning. And uh, Devin also says, uh, did he sub Winston for luck? Yeah, yeah I sure. had to. I got to. Well, I, uh, Winston's more of a and for those listening on podcasts, you can comment in if you just follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We'll answer all questions. I did. Uh, I kind of substituted him, but I know he's not as good as like he's not going to win like multiple Super Bowls. I just like the guy, so I'm rooting for him. I guess that's the way to put it. Uh, it's just George's guy. This is my guy. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not making any claims or arguments. He might lose a job at some. He could lose his job. He could. All right, let's get to um. We. More Seattle sports here. We got uh, the Huskies. Oh, where, where's the siren? You're not going to put on no, the No, not today because I didn't feel like looking it up. We'll uh, we'll get that ready for next time. I don't feel like looking it up and having a bunch of stalling. That's usually after a break. So True. we don't have a break here. Um, yeah, so UW football. Actually, I want to start with Wazoo football really quick just mm. in the sense that because we're not going to talk about that much. Mm. Um, the WSU Cougars lose two in a row. Um, and Mike Leach came out with this. Press conference calling them fat, lazy, happy. What is it? The fat, lazy, and happy. Right? Yeah, fat, lazy, and happy, and how soft the team is. And he's like, it's kind of crazy because you had a Cougars team that was. He's like a really tough team last year. And now we're just really soft, and they lose to UCLA, who is who was the worst team in the Pac-12 by far, almost right at that point of the year. At that point, outside of Oregon State, yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, bef- 
maybe they were worse than Oregon State until they beat Wazoo. Yeah, I guess. And then, you know, then they go and lose to Utah pretty bad, not even a matchup really. And uh, it's it's panic time in, in Pullman. Oh, wow. That was well, good. It is. What? Panic time in Pullman. That wasn't supposed to rhyme. I'm just saying legitimately it's panic time in Pullman. You can't. You can't have a team last year that was supposed to be on the up and then come in this year, right? You lose Garner Minshew, who's now a hot shot in the NFL, and you can't have a team that's going to lose three, four, five games in a place like Wazoo. You don't get recruits there anymore no, if that don't. starts happening. No, you don't. Uh, at least you know Leach is a great coach. But if I'm a if I'm if I'm a fan of the. Uh, of the Cougars, which I'm not. Um, I'd be starting to worry about Mike Leach not being the Washington Cougars head coach for much longer. Um, not because they don't want him. No, because not because they he don't might want say, him. Because shit, I, we're losing recruits now. Yeah, he, well, not just that. It's hard to recruit. You see these guys. Washington gets the top recruits in the country. Uh, we just got a what the best outside linebacker in the country. USC. He's can, from Seattle. From yeah, oh yeah. Uh, USC continues to get top recruits. Um, Oregon is constantly getting top recruits in the north, um, and you got the Cougars who just can't seem to pull together a you know a top fifteen recruiting class. And I think Leach, with the amount of spread offenses and the air raid kind of coming into the NFL, I, I actually a lot of people think he's always going to be a college coach. I could actually see him taking an NFL job at some point if one opens up. Woo, he'd be really. Corky and then if and then if I don't know how it'd work, but if it, Doug Marone gets fired, how cool would that be if he was the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach of Gardner uh, Minshew? Let me tell you who's not getting fired. Doug Marone. Yeah, I know. And uh Mike Leach would be by far the most the oddest coach to ever be an NFL head coach. Mm, but, um go look at old uh Buddy Ryan interviews. He's very similar, weird and quirky. The whole Ryan family's a little weird and quirky, yeah. but we're talking like this guy is a little extra. A little extra weird. I mean, like, we're talking... It's going to be very interesting to relate to adults, not just college kids. True. Um, he won't have to deal with boosters, which he'd probably like. Yeah. Or maybe he likes... Maybe boosters like him. Yeah, or maybe he know. just acts like this because it's fun. No, he's, this is, he has a weird personality. Anyways, enough about his personality. Um, I agree with you. He might have to leave Pullman and get a new job because at some point, if you can't bring recruits anymore to Wazoo... You're going to have to just make a change yourself. Exactly. To the Huskies, the Washington Huskies, who um, still still lives in my mind that, man, shouldn't have lost that game against UCLA. And if they didn't lose that game against UCLA, they'd probably be like sixth or seventh in the nation right now. Uh, yeah, I was actually uh, uh, to Cal, not UCLA. Yeah, sorry, um, sorry. But, yeah, you know, I was actually like kind of thinking about this the other day. So Oregon's what thirteenth velocity. We'd probably be right a, a little bit above Oregon, eleven ten, and could be a little higher. Um, and we would be talking about right now. Oh, we got Oregon, Utah at home left, and Wazoo's not looking as good as they were last year. We're gonna go undefeated and go to the national championship. That's what we'd be talking about. Now it's like, well, shoot, we have that one loss, and it's against Cal. But I guess you can avenge it. The way I'm looking at it now. And it doesn't mean we're going to make a run to the college football playoffs or even have an opportunity to make a run to the college football playoffs. But if Auburn is really, really good and continues to win every one of their games and we beat Oregon, who lost to Auburn on a last-second touchdown, at least we have that on our resume. Yeah, and at the end of the day, don't forget they did make 
the college football play, playoffs as a one-loss team in the past. Right. And I think this team today with the quarterback they got in Jacob Eason would probably be probably be held in a little bit of higher regards mm-hmm. than that team in That's 2016. Um, because Jake Browning wasn't getting national attention. Jacob Eason is getting national, like, oh, first-round quarterback Yeah, especially attention. if he keeps rising up the uh, draft boards. Yeah, it's going to help put UW on the map. And then the more they win, if they can go win, you know, against Stanford, against Oregon, get all their good wins out against Utah, people are going to start saying, man, they played Cal in it. Two, like one in the morning uh, after a rainstorm after sitting for three hours and you start making good legitimate excuses not just excuse i think sometimes there's reasons i always talked about this yeah. there's a difference between a reason and an excuse because sometimes there are actual reasons in life mm-hmm. excuses don't really make sense but reasons do um losing the cow in a regular scheduled game that there was it wasn't at two in the morning is it that it would be more of an excuse a rainstorm and Sitting in front of half your crowd, it shouldn't be excusable, but it's a real reason that it made the game a little different. I completely agree. If you made the game a little bit different and a little more sloppy, and a sloppy game always usually helps the underdog a little bit more. I'm not saying that it's I. It's more to me. It is a reason, but it's more of an excuse at some point because you still got to get the job done. And it's really frustrating, but I think the committee, depending on what other people are doing, now if if Alabama and Georgia, let's say, are both un- completely undefeated in the SEC championship game, the loser of that will probably still get in along with the other team, you know? Yeah. You know, a one-loss SEC team and a zero-loss SEC team. So you want, you want some cards to fall your way. But yeah, one lost team could potentially make it from the Pac-12 into the to the playoffs. Especially if Auburn continues to win. Now the biggest problem for the Huskies is you need Kyle to lose another game. Oh yeah, that too. I forgot. Because if you don't make the Pac-12 championship and win it, you're not. You have no. There's a zero percent chance to go to the playoff. True. There's no chance that they play. No, they have a one lost team that doesn't even play in the championship game unless you're in the SEC and make Mm -hmm. the playoffs. I so agree. I completely agree. You need Cal to lose another game, which they probably will, given the fact that they've already lost one at this point. It's only been a couple of weeks, so keep your fingers crossed if you're trying to see the Huskies in the playoffs. Um, I, I and I who they got this week, George? Uh, we got Arizona. No, Stanford. Sorry, Stanford. Seven thirty p.m. at Stanford. Are you sure about that? Yeah, it's Stanford this week. Arizona's a week after. Stanford seven thirty p.m. at Stanford, which. Not an easy game still. I know it probably sounds like an easy game to most people. Stanford's not that good this year, yada, yada, yada. It could be a slightly difficult game. Yeah, anytime you go on the road, especially Stanford, where it seems like it's been a house of horrors for us. Yeah, it could be difficult. Yeah, let's uh, keep your fingers crossed on that. But should be favored, should win the game. I, I agree. Should be favored. We are favored, uh, and we should win the game. I'll actually pull up our uh, spread on this game. Let's take a guess. I'm going to guess we're minus 17 points. It's at Stanford or not 17, 10 and a half, right? At Stanford. Yeah. I'm going to go UW favored by seven and a half. Oh, I was, I was way closer at first. Uh, UW minus 16 and a half. Oh, so they're, they're supposed to blow them out. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully they blow them out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that's all I got on them. I just want to see Jacob Eason on the road now take another big step. I completely agree with you, and just to let you like know, like he did at BYU. Sorry. Yep, absolutely. Cal uh, plays at Oregon this week, so we they should be suffering a loss. 
And if they don't, then that cow loss really even looks that bad. Yeah, really not that bad. <laughs> yeah, which, but you kind of hope they'd lose still. True. Then you beat Oregon and look yeah. really good. Woof. All right. Well, unpacked a lot there. Go dogs! Yeah, uh, uh, Mariner season ended. Yeah, this is our last one. I think sixty-nine and ninety something was their final record. It's actually one of the most disappointing for me seasons in a really long time. They're sixty-eight and ninety-four. Right, sixty-eight and ninety-four. Right? You said what did they start the season? I don't remember. Fourteen like, and two. Sixteen and something. There's, I mean, they started the season a lot of different things. Yeah, I think but. fourteen and two to start the season. Some ridiculous number like that. You kind of take that away, man. Twelve you, and two. Twelve and two. Still, do you take away those? You you had a really horrible after that. Like ten games above five hundred and finished thirty below five hundred. That means you played on thirteen four, and two. Yeah, just like absolutely. I'd say my least favorite Mariner season of my lifetime. Yeah, so I guess here's the thing for me. I mean, they, they, what's the best way to put it? I went into the season expecting for a fucked up season. Agreed. I was like, we're not going to be good. This is a rebuild year. No big deal. And then what happened, George? You know, we started off really hot and got our hopes up. That's exactly what happened. I was under the impression that, yeah, no worries. We're not going to be good. No need to get excited, whatever it is, right? I'm trying to find what that freaking record was because it's uh, it's eating me alive. Well, it was one of the best starts ever. I think we set the record for most games in a row to start the season with a home run. We were just on fire. Here it is. We were thirteen and three. We were thirteen and two was our hottest start. So at some point we were even fourteen and eight, but thirteen and two was the the hottest start. So thirteen and two, we were eleven games above five hundred and found a way to end up thirty games below. That we were minus forty in wins after and losses point. after that point. So, so that means for me, how many losses do we have? What? How many losses do we end in this season? Ninety something. I don't have that number anymore. Uh. 94. 94. That means we went 58. No, sorry, 55 and 92 after that start. It's pretty bad. So what I was saying is, for me, when I expect a bad season and a bad season happens, it's chill. It's what I was expecting. I'm not that bummed, right? Like, I go through my days. Cool. It is what I thought it was. They were who we thought they were. Yeah, when we go through a season where I think we're going to be good, and they were pretty good at the end, fighting for a wild card. Not that bad. We missed the wild card. Shit, at least we were close. This season was, I expect to be bad. I think we're really freaking good. I get excited. And then we become really, really bad. Yeah. It was the most emotions of up and down that I've had in a long time with this Mariners team, which has made me be kind of rebellious towards them the entire series. Yeah, and me I've too. watched the least amount of games I watched out of not because I'm not a fan. So I'm not one of those people that like don't go to games anymore. I still went to games. I still paid attention the whole year what's going on. But this is one of the years I was the most frustrated than uh, others. I, I I agree. And it's like it's about time we play some October baseball. It is about time. You it's know, been, I was in first grade the last time. Yeah, I no, it's it's actually getting ridiculous. Like like this is the it's the shittiest franchise in all pro sports. It truly is, and um, there's nothing more fr- frustrating than having the longest streak of not making the playoffs. Yeah, in major sports. Yeah, I, I mean, you were in first grade. How old? What year was it? Two thousand one, right? 
Yeah. So it's been eighteen. Sixth grade. Yeah, eighteen years now. 19. I mean, that, nineteen years. So it's about to be. There's kids that were born and went through high school all of it already and graduated. Yeah, so kids that graduated in 2001 are probably f- graduated high school this summer and haven't seen the mayors. You mean the ones who uh, uh, born, born, in, born in 2001? Yeah, born in 2001. No, I said graduated this summer. Oh, okay. Born in 2001, have graduated this summer from high school, haven't seen the Mariners make the playoffs. It's pretty That's crazy. pretty crazy. It is. Um, and, you know, in Seattle, a lot of people say baseball is a dying sport, but you go look at places like Boston, it's not a dying sport. New York, it's not a dying sport. Milwaukee, it's not a dying sport. Kansas City won a World Series. It's a dying sport in Seattle, and the crowd gets worse and worse every year because you're putting out a bad product every year. I'm still one of those idiots that shows up. And pays for it. And pays for it, but eventually it's not going to work out to be bad every single year. I'm moving away from Washington State just to get away from the stink of the Mariners. Oh, the stink of the, that's why George is getting out of Washington. The stink of the Mariners. God, they stink. Well, that's all I got, George. Yeah, me too, man. Uh, this was fun. I'm glad we were back live on uh, and direct. We'll do this more often. And um, enjoy the baseball playoffs tonight for anyone who is uh, watching. Yeah, I or love baseball later. playoffs. Yeah, or listening later. See you, Hawks. Going to have a big win this week. So will, so will the Huskies. I feel it. Um we're going to start going live on, you know, talking about all our major sports as well. You know, no specific dates, but stay tuned on social media to just check out when we're going live. Our Twitter handles are on the screen right now, um, and you know where to find us, at Sant Seattle on everywhere or at Pod That on Twitter as well. We'll tell you when we're going live for anything, for Seattle, for regular shows, if we're going live or for just re- releasing a podcast. So just stay tuned with all that, and you can find us at Sant Sports, S-O-N-T Sports.com. Um, Share, review, show us love. Hell yeah. And we really appreciate it. Um, this was episode 11 of the Seattle Superpod. And this is Sports on Tap. And this is Sports Radio Redefined. Peace.